0: A listener Production. Kickpod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikult Wulun clan of the Boomerang who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.
1: Welcome to the Kickpod, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two,
2: three, four,
1: Hello! Hello! We are back with another guest episode and we have the incredible Sarah Grinberg on today who is another host of a listener podcast and her podcast is called A Life of Greatness and she has spoken to some very like A-grade celebrities like the likes of Matthew McConaughey, Mel C from the Spice Girls, the former Prime Minister, John Howard. I was gonna say which one you have to tell. Because yeah, some of John them Ellen. might not
0: be interested in listening. Daniel Ricardo,
1: <laughs> even the late Olivia Newton-John. She, yes, yeah, Sarah is
0: incredible. I, I loved her episode. I'm such a fan of mm. her podcast. Uh, one of my favorite people to listen to is Simon Sinek, who mm. is, if you've seen his viral TED talk about finding your why, maybe that's where you know him from. Um, but I loved that episode. I love a lot of her episodes. And today, though, we have Sarah on to speak about manifestation. But before you create a blocker, because sometimes this is more talking to myself, and this I talk about this in the episode. I am not very open to manifestation.
1: Oh, I mean, I reckon I would have listened to the start of this episode as a listener. Before today's episode. Yes. Heard the word manifestation and thought, it's not for me. Same. Yeah. Because I so keep listening, have
0: seen manifestation your <laughs> on social media, yeah. and what I sometimes I think it's perceived as is I'm like, well, no, what about doing the work? Yeah, you, it, you think you can't about all the other just imagine factors. something and then it just mm-hmm. appears. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. However... Trust us right yeah. now. Obviously, also, Sarah is incredible. So yeah. you will love to hear from her. But trust us. If you have any blockers up about manifestation... This episode's for you. <laughs> this episode is for you. The way Sarah breaks it down is very, very mm. good. And I was writing the mm. whole time. And it's very interesting because a lot of the things I've already been doing, but I was just calling it a different thing. So yeah. it's just, it's very, very, very interesting. And I think it very much ties into what we believe in mm. at Kick. So I... Yeah, stay with us. I'm just, I mean, you're listening. still here. You're, yeah. st- you're still here. Sarah has studied human behavior, emotions, meditation, and manifestation. She has also got a six-part manifestation course teaching people all about manifestation, how to do it. So we will put a link to that course in our show notes. You can also check out Sarah's podcast, A Life of Greatness, on the free listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, but
1: for now, here's our podcast with the lovely Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the Kickpod. We are so excited to have you on because I can tell you right now, Lauren, I have no idea when it comes to manifestation. None. None whatsoever. I think it's one of those things. And for us, I- I'm very open to learning. But I I just have no idea anything about it. So I think we would love to start there if it's okay. As if you're teaching me what manifestation (laughs) is, that would be
2: great. (laughs) Well, firstly, thank you very much for having me. And the fact that you guys have manifested this amazing podcast (laughs) and everything in your life, I was thinking before I came on here that, you know, you have me on because you don't know that much about it, yet you actually have manifested so many wonderful (laughs) things in your life, which is amazing. But to define what manifestation is, manifestation is having an idea, a belief, a desire and bringing that into physical reality. But there's a lot that's involved in Mm. manifestation. And I think one of the things is knowledge is the precursor to experience. So the more you know about a certain thing, the better the experience is going to be. So I want to tell you a bit about how I got into manifestation first to give you guys the understanding Mm. of then how it all kind of came about and became such an important tool in my life. So many years ago, I was in breakfast radio and, you know, breakfast radio being there is like the creme de la creme. Mm. And of any uh, radio show, and I got the job as this producer, a job that I'd wanted to do for many, many years. And I got into this job and it was so bad. And it was one of those things where... I don't know if you've ever had it, but you've really wanted to achieve something in your life and you've gotten there and you realise it's not what you thought Mm -hmm. it would be. At the time, I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old and I was exhausted, like waking up at 3.30am to be at work and, you know, then picking the kids up from creation kindergarten and bringing them home and then basically by the time I put them to bed, I was going to bed at Mm -hmm. eight o'clock and it was these five-day-a-week of just complete burnout. I got to the stage where I was exhausted and I became like really unwell, and then i I ended up finding myself just in deep despair, bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out, going, "How am I going to get out of this and how how have I created this how is How has my life gone to be so meaningless, and I'm so tired, and I've got these beautiful young kids that I never see, and from there. I thought to myself, the only person that can help me right now is me. So what am I going to do about changing this situation? And I had always kind of been into personal development work, but I'd never, I dipped my toe in it, but I'd never kind of studied it fully. And so I basically took the reins and with help from, you know, I met a mentor and all this kind of stuff and basically started studying human behaviour and what makes people tick and then there was this one topic of manifestation. And I'd heard my girlfriend talk about it a lot. And this was years ago, so way before it became really, you know, f- known on TikTok and those sort of social media platforms. And I, I wanted to know exactly, like, what is manifestation? Mm. How do we create this life of our dreams? And, and how do we use it properly to be able to bring abundance into our life? And so I started studying it and I became extremely interested in it. And then I slowly started to see that my life began to change. And I thought, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is incredible. And one of the biggest things that people don't understand with manifestation is manifestation is about feeling good. So you can't manifest from a state of lack because if you're just trying to convince yourself that you want something in your life, but you don't believe what you're saying, then you're not going to be able to create that. So that's why with manifestation, It's about feeling good and being a good person in your everyday life. Because if you're not doing that, what I realized was manifestation can work in the opposite way as well with negative things. So basically, I felt that my life before, I was always a really worried person, like I worry about everything. Oh, what are they going to think of me? Oh, was that all right? I'm so worried about doing this. And you don't even realize like, It's coming from our subconscious mind, which is obviously wired before we're seven years old and these beliefs that we had. So the first thing is, is how do we feel good is rewiring the subconscious mind. And so I knew that that was actually such a a prominent thing that needed to be done because in our day-to-day life, we're working from the conscious mind, but it's our subconscious mind that turns on when we're asleep. It's our subconscious mind, as you guys would know, from when we meditate we, that's when we get, oh, my God, that thing triggered us today. or Oh, my God, I'm getting that emotion of sadness. I didn't even know it was there when I thought about a certain topic. And so rewiring the subconscious mind, I started to listen. It sounds kind of cheesy, but I swear on my life, it is the most effective thing. Recording yourself in your own voice, mm. doing affirmations, but doing them with I am. So whatever follows I am will follow you. So I am abundant. So it's in the now. And when I recorded that in my own voice, it was tedious process of about an hour's worth of recording. I would play that when I went to sleep at night when it was going into my subconscious mind. So I'd literally put my ear pods on and then I'd fall asleep and they'd like eventually fall out of my ears. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like wake up or anything like that. And I would do that night after night after night And also have this belief that, you know what, look what I actually have achieved up until now. So that was one of the first big things, this subconscious mind. So changing your subconscious mind to making you feel like you are worthy of what you want to achieve. And then after that, it was going into this visualization process, which is called mental rehearsal. And I mean, have you guys, do you guys know much about mental rehearsal? I think I've heard about it in like sports and stuff, like a lot of
1: athletes kind of envision themselves winning a race or like getting a certain goal or whatever.
2: Exactly. So mental rehearsal is one of the biggest parts, I believe, in manifestation. Mm. So I would go into my meditation as normal and do the normal meditation where I'm clearing my thoughts and calming them down and then being in this really beautiful state. And I do this every morning. I did this this morning before I came here. And then the last part of my meditation is mental rehearsal. And what do I want to achieve in my life? But when I think of the situation, like say, for example, I wanted a new job and I'd start thinking about that new job, but I'd start raising my energy to how I wanted to feel when I got that new job. When I get that new job and I sit around my colleagues, I want to feel like love for them, I want to feel that I'm doing work that actually helps other people. And how will I feel in that situation? And you're actually putting yourself there. Mm. Like, yes, you don't know what your colleagues are going to look like or Mm. anything like that, but you're just creating these scenarios in your mind. I can't tell you what a dynamic, beautiful place that is to be. And especially if it's creating new love or something like that in your life, this feeling of, Abundance and energy when you're in that Mm. is one of the most glorifying feelings, and your mind doesn't know the difference. And they've done studies on this between how you're feeling eyes open and how you're feeling eyes closed. So, when the athletes do it for mental rehearsal, or a lot of pianists do it, or musicians of Mm. some sort, they do it to try and get better at learning the notes and things like that. The studies reveal that the athletes that have done that will run faster, will swim faster. A lot of the musicians that do it, sometimes when they practice over and over, they can hurt their wrist or that kind of stuff. So instead of practicing a lot, they do the mental rehearsal as well. And they have found that the people that do the mental rehearsal are better than the people that were just playing the whole time.
1: It's It's unbelievable. It's so interesting. And when you touched on when you want to get into manifesting something, you want to make sure that you're doing it from like a positive state otherwise you could kind of go backwards. Do you mean like almost like if you're feeling really negative or down and you try and manifest from that point, you can almost sabotage the journey there? Is
2: that what you mean? Absolutely, because you don't believe it to be true. So if you don't feel good about yourself and you think like, I want to find love, but I don't think anyone's going to love me, Mm. you're not going to be able to make yourself attract that to Mm. you. So, you know, it's been said for, years and years in every kind of scripture that you attract who you are, Mm. and you show up as a good person in this world, you will attract goodness to you. And we all know that. Mm. I mean, using my own story, right? So I was in this hideous (laughs) job that I hated, and I was so tired and exhausted. And so I started doing this work And then the most bizarre thing is they always say it will come in a way sometimes that you least expect as well. So you might have this idea that you want to find this handsome man that looks like X, Y and Z, but then you find this man at work and he looks different to what you want, but he's exactly Mm. even better than what you could have ever imagined. So anyway, I'm in this job and then I get told that the job's moving to Sydney, which I mean, okay, yes, I didn't like it, but I want to have no job so and, I, and because I have the young kids I'm like well I'm not moving to Sydney no I think shit what am I going to do and then literally and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself at the time I'm doing all this personal development work and mm. now I've just lost my job what's going on <laughs> mm. so then this is unbelievable two weeks later I get a call and it's at the time the general manager of the company and the head of podcasting and they say look Sarah, we'd really like you to move into podcasting. And I'm thinking, I've only listened to Serial because this is like f- yeah. over five years ago. I don't really know. Is that, that true crime? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was like the only podcast <laughs> that was true. kind of like everyone knew about <laughs> so that true. Serial podcast. And I was like, oh, I think like podcasting sounds like all right, but it was very much in its infancy. Mm. And then they say to me, because one of the things in my manifestation that I was doing is like I really want a new job and I want to work with beautiful people that are very caring and loving in a beautiful environment and that people who are leaders in their field, that was like a big thing to me. And they say, look, no one knows this, but Hamish and Andy are about to finish their radio show and they're going to start a podcast. And we'd love you to be the executive producer of that podcast. I got off that call. I was like, must be joking. (laughs) I could not believe it. From going from rock bottom Mm -hmm. to like having no job, to putting in my manifestations that I wanted to work with just beautiful talent that would, you know, that I could lead a team and do all these amazing things, to getting the job as the executive producer of the Hamish and Andy podcast, which is the number one podcast in Mm -hmm. Australia. Still. Yeah, it still is, exactly. (laughs) Even when they go on holidays and come back and don't release episodes, (laughs) it's still the number one podcast in Australia. And they are the most beautiful humans you've ever met. And I you know, I ended up working for them for four years. And last year, resigning from that job because my podcast was getting bigger and I wanted to focus on that. But really, I tell the story because in my wildest dreams, Mm. I never thought that I would be Hamish and Andy's executive producer. And then it was not like when I worked for them, it was nothing but brilliant. Mm. And I learned so much. And we had such a great time. And it really cemented to me that, wow, manifestation does work. And then it became like my life's purpose to not only teach people about it, you know, write about it and do all these things. You know, I always thought that life happens to you and you couldn't do anything about it. But I realized in that moment that life always happens for you, not to you. And I think that's Really, it's so important, even when you're in your darkest days to know that, that you do have control over your life. And manifestation is the perfect tool to be able to to use it to create the life that you want.
0: I love that. It's so beautiful. And I think it's true. We often get stuck in this mindset of I'm unhappy, mm. this sucks, but it's so important. And I think it's, it's obviously really important to acknowledge the privilege in having control over your life, because yes. for some people, there's always things that you can control, but Sometimes, depending on your privilege, you can control more than others. But I think it's such a nice way to think. And for me, to be completely honest, when we were talking about manifestation, I was like, I don't, I don't, it's not for me. Because I think I'd never heard it explained the way that you just spoke about it. Mm. And I am, I really, I'm thinking about it now and I'm... You probably for already me, practiced it. <laughs> yeah, because for me, preparation is so important. And yes. I know if I walk, I learned, I literally taught myself this in year 11 with my, when I did a 3-4 subject. So it's been, you know, 12 years or something. But I learned that if I prepared and did everything that I could and walked into that room and told myself I had done everything, that I could go in there with a calm mind and do my best because I'd done the work, right? And it is so similar to that. And it's so interesting because for me, I think when I've seen manifestation, sometimes through social media, maybe it's less yes. yeah, of the experts and more people just talking about it. I've seen it in a sense of, oh, I want this material item, and I manifested it, <laughs> and now I got it. And it's like, well, no, yeah, you weren't look actor al- there, yes. exactly right. And it's like that for me is when I think about it because that's what put my blocker up. Because I was like, well, no, you can't just think, oh, I want this hundred thousand dollar, I don't know, car or boat or whatever. And then all of a sudden you get it. It's like you got it because you have the money to, to you know, to yes, get it. Yeah, that's so not I really like that's manifesting. That's where I, had a, I yes. had a blocker. What about with what you just said? Because I think with your manifestation, you had done the work to get. The job with yes. Hamish and Andy, it's not because if if for example if I had have been manifesting that I wanted to be <laughs> Hamish and Andy's producer, <laughs> with no producer. And Andy, producer, loving. <laughs> I could have I could have produced to save myself. Right? You're shaking her head. We don't, no, it, it. could happen. Laws. It could happen. Oh, I know. It's you not it's, anything you set your mind to. <laughs> yeah, but I. But that is
2: I can't. Yeah, I know. Because, yes, because so it's where does that come into it? Because I think that's really important. It's very important. You're bringing up one mm. of the most important pieces of manifestation where. People think that sometimes manifesting is that, you know, they see the guru and he's sitting on a rock or in a cave oh and God. he's just manifesting like by meditation. <laughs>
0: you will have a good life. Yes, like, okay, you know, great. like, oh, but you're not rich, doing yeah. anything.
2: <laughs> One of the biggest things about manifestation mm. is action. You have to take action. Like, realistically, most people, okay, you guys had a profile, you got mm. approached to write a book, mm-hmm. but say we use a book. Totally. Most people are not getting approached to write a book. Mm-hmm if you want a book to occur, you need to put a proposal together. You need to think about what you're going to do. You need to imagine that book as if it's going to happen. You can't manifest a book and not write a proposal. Yeah. Yeah. Or or if you want to get it published, that is. Or you can't write a book. Or practice your writing. Exactly. Or envision it as a finished product. Exactly. So you need to actually put energy into what you want to achieve. For example... Yes, I couldn't have gotten the job as Hamish Nandy's producer had I had no producing experience. You need to put yourself out there to make anything happen. Mm. It's like, you know, you want to win the lottery, but you never buy a lottery ticket. The more I'm hearing about it,
1: is it sounding like, because I'm the same as you, Laws. I had, like, different thoughts about it and kind of shut it out because I'd probably only heard one
2: end of the spectrum. Yes, very secret idea. That was a movie many years ago, (laughs) but I imagine a car spot and then it comes... If I just imagine, yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) We've all done that. Oh my god, we've all done that. Go for gold, (laughs) yes,
1: go for gold. But I think what it's sounding like to me, and how I'm making it work in my mind, is if you have a goal in mind or a, a vision of where you want to be or what you want to do, the manifesting part is kind of that doorway that opens to allow it to happen. So you could prepare for something and do all the practice in the world and do all the physical preparation or have the financials or be in the position where you get the opportunity. Yes. But if you don't have that, like, mental door open to imagine it to happen, that will block you. That will stop you. Absolutely. So it's like as much as you – manifesting is like opening that door. Yes. But you still have to have the motion to get yes. you through the door. Mm.
2: You need to have the self-belief. <laughs> that's no, that's absolutely <laughs> perfect. You need to have the self-belief that it will happen And then you need to put the action into Mm. it. But it's also the, you know, that mental rehearsal Mm. I have found to be, and then some people in manifestation don't do that, but it's one of the most potent parts Mm. of manifestation. And very much science has proven that that is effective. And when you feel yourself in that energy of doing that thing, you'll Mm. see it come to to you Mm. a lot faster. One of the other things about manifestation that I think is really important for people to hear is after the, the meditation that I do, I feel gratitude for what I, I am in. So mm. I think about, say, the new job, and I'm so grateful for this new job. And so that again brings up this mm. energy of that I've created it already. So we'll take my podcast, for example, Life of Greatness. I had this idea that I wanted to do this podcast. And I was, you know, working as a producer. And I put the podcast idea together to my boss at the time. And he's like, all right, just, you know, start interviewing people. And this was the very early days of podcasting. It was much easier to put a podcast together than it is now. And I started doing that. The podcast had not launched, you know, nothing had happened besides the fact I was interviewing people. But when people said to me, like, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a podcaster. So I was already in my mind. I had cemented Mm -hmm. the idea that without a doubt that podcast was going to happen. And it happened because I was in the energy of the fact that I wanted my manifestation to become reality. So I think that whole level of like having gratitude and having that real belief that it's going to happen brings it to you a lot faster.
0: I love that. That is so good. It, it's really for me, I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is mental preparation. This is So whatever you, whatever you want to call it, yes. it, it is, it's that mental preparation. It's something we always speak about is when we speak about confidence, if you go into a job interview and you don't believe that you were good enough for the job, why would the person across from you believe that, right? You're you're walking in and you've already failed because you don't have that mindset. And I know too, with even, it's maybe a little bit different, but I, I feel like it's still the same thing. It's something my mom has always taught me with joking around with, well, I've got two younger sisters. (laughs) So we would, if one of us, you know, for a month would call one of them stupid, we would say, oh, you're so stupid. You're the stupid one. You're whatever. And you know, when you're young, you're not thinking about it. And we do that with friends too, right? We're like, oh, you you don't know anything. You're stupid. Mm. My mum would always say to me, you can't joke about these things because that then will be in your subconscious. And then when you're in a time (laughs) of doubt or you're, you know, doing a public speaking thing, you will... Without thinking about it, go back to that. Even though it
2: was a joke, yes. That oh, actually, maybe I am stupid, and then oh, you I fall in you that it, and fact. you can't, you can't get out of it, hundred percent. And then you look at everything in your life that can affirm the fact yes. that you yeah. think that you're stupid, or what's some call, you know, whoever it was the other mm. day didn't want to do something with me because they probably don't think I'm good enough and I'm not smart enough, or whatever yeah. your mm. belief is. To do that—that that is, your mum is very wise. It was—I mean, it was such great advice,
0: and, and I think too now, and when I'm thinking about it as well, with public speaking. So public speaking is obviously the more you do it, the easier it gets, yes. like anything, because you practice. But it's still very scary. Yes. And you and I know I've had talks where I've gone out and I've said to myself before, "Oh, I haven't prepared enough. I'm really nervous. Who this crowd is overwhelming." I never ever perform like I do when I go out. And before I go out, I say, I'm going to be concise. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to deliver my messages. And I'm a great public speaker. And mm. I just said in my head. Yes. But I'm, I'm already so manifesting. manifesting. I don't even know. And I was yes. thinking, I don't like manifestation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you are. And that's why I think it's such a beautiful thing to do mm. and such a nice practice when you know how to do it properly. And like everything in life, you know, we get the Hollywood versions or the TikTok versions and the social media versions. Mm-hmm. But when you really know what it is it's making you a better person, mm. you know, and and like I said, if you use it properly, you really can bring beautiful things into your life and it's it's nice to know how to use it so you don't create the opposite, mm. which I felt like I was doing in my early years when I had no idea what was going on and everything was thrown at me and sometimes good stuff would happen and then a lot of bad stuff would happen and then my mind was probably like my mm. biggest downfall because You know, I was worried and probably didn't have the beliefs of myself that I do now. So, you know, I designed this manifestation course to help people bring out the best that they can be and be the best versions of themselves. I love that. And
1: I, I, I suppose mm-hmm. it'll probably as you kind of touched on, there's so many different ways to do it. And I, I suppose it's exactly like the way that we used to picture meditating. Like we used to just think it wasn't for us because you had to sit cross-legged in a candlelit room, yes. you know, that's and so be true. able to sit in silence for 20 minutes. And I was like, that's just never going to be 5am because yeah. I feel like everyone was <laughs> doing it, it at 5am. Like I can't get up at 5 so I can't it's meditate. It's not a candlelit <laughs> room. It's yeah, so on the shy. beach, on the sand listening yeah. to the waves. Um, when in, in actual fact there's so many different ways to practice meditation and I'm sure it's the same with manifesting and I'm sure there's so much information in your course which is amazing but for, for for people listening to kind of visualize how they might get into it is it like a vision board do they have to write it down is it really just the way that you're framing your thoughts like what are the different yes. kind of
2: ways you can get started vision board is like I didn't personally do that, but Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people do. And I think that is an absolutely great way of the 101, like Mm -hmm. putting a vision board up, looking at that every day. But when you look at it, feel the energy of actually being in Mm -hmm. that. Like, how does it feel to, I don't know, maybe it's just a holiday that you really want to go on that your family hasn't been on for years. And what does it feel like to be with your husband and your kids, Mm -hmm. you know, playing at the beach and all you know, use a vision board is kind of, I suppose, similar to that mental rehearsal, mm. if you like. But sometimes I think with vision boards, people just put them together. They put them there and they don't They make kind them of, just look pretty. Yes. Yeah. But like actually stare at it yeah. and being the energy of like writing that book, getting that job, finding that new love when you do look at it. And as I said, you know, feeling good about yourself, doing the affirmations and rewiring that subconscious mind is such an amazing way to start off feeling good about yourself. And I mean, the mental rehearsal, I do it during meditation. I made a meditation especially for that. But people can do it just in a quiet. They might have five minutes or 10 minutes. 10 minutes is even maybe a bit long. Five minutes where they just sit by themselves in a quiet room and really get into that mindset of what would it feel like and how would I be when I got what I wanted and imagine it. And it's so fun imagining it because you're imagining what you want to dream about Mm. and what you want to come into your life. So I think those are really good ways to kind of prepare for Mm. manifesting and just go about your day being the person that you really want to be. You really do want to be a good person in your life. You know, we all, most of us, want to be good people. Mm. What does it mean to be a good person? Maybe it's just try to stop gossiping. Mm. You know, I know that that sometimes can be hard. And even though we don't mean to, someone says something and the next minute we're, you know, Mm. going back and forward with them. Try a day of not gossiping or try a day of no judgment Mm. and then see how things change when you start showing up in the world Mm -hmm. as the best version of yourself and then what you start attracting. Because we always attract who we are, you know, like that we are a mirror. And um, I think those are definitely the best places to start. And it sounds good too, because
1: it sounds like, you know, if you really put the time aside to to think about it for yourself and you're alone in that, you're not basing like what you're going to manifest on something that you've seen on social media or what your friends might want in their life. It's like you actually have to tune in. If you're picturing how you feel in that moment and that doesn't connect with you, then maybe what you're thinking about isn't actually a goal of yes. yours at all. Like if you're thinking about a holiday, but you can't imagine how you might feel on it and all that okay,
2: let's picture something else. Maybe it's not a holiday. Maybe that's not yes. what you actually want in life. Absolutely. I think that visualisation, that mental rehearsal is like a really good place to actually work out what mm. you want. And then you'll see when you do it, because sometimes I think about a few different things mm. in mind. It's like, wow, what? Like, what's another cool thing that like I'll try and bring into my life? And you'll see that when you get your first manifestation come into reality, it's one of those moments where you're like, like me with the Hamish and Andy thing, where I just got off that phone. I was like holding the desk going, oh, my God. And you're like looking Someone's around like, like oh, someone hear me? Mm-hmm. That, like, what's going on here? And it's, it is just such a beautiful practice mm. and an easy one too when you know how to do it properly.
0: One, two, three, four. If you're someone listening right now and thinking, yes, I do vision boards, I'm going to start maybe be a bit more conscious when I do it. Yes. What about the what goes on the vision board? Because I think so often, and I I was listening to your episode with Simon Sinek, which was just amazing around, obviously he is the, not the inventor of finding your why, but he (laughs) is the loudest voice of finding your why. And it's, it's obviously so important in everything we do. And I loved what you spoke to on that episode with him about when people say, I want to be rich. And I think in terms of manifestation, a lot of the stuff we see on social media is someone will get the vision board and they'll put a money sign. And it's like. What what I loved in that episode is that Simon and and you both spoke about, well, what is that actually? Why do you want to be yes. rich? Being rich is not a why. It's, yes. It's a kind of an outcome of things that, that you do, right? But I think what a lot of people might get stuck in is in that vision board. How do you make sure those things are
2: actually the why and well, not be kind useful. of the
0: outcome? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it actually has a
2: connection. Well, it's one of those things as well. Usually I want to be rich means I want to be free. Mm, Yeah, want to, I I want freedom because when we don't have enough money, it traps us sometimes and we think like, oh, I I can't do this and I feel like I'm self-contained. So I want that freedom. Well, what do I need in my life to be free? Okay, I, I need some more money. So how will I create more money rather than maybe exactly putting the dollar sign like a lot of people would do? Okay, maybe I need a new job. And then that job that I actually really like will bring in money. And what would that job, what would I feel like when I had that job? What kind of job would I want? And really get into Mm -hmm. that. That's when the mental rehearsal is good. When you start kind of working out exactly what sort of job you would really want. And I think there are different schools of manifestation. Mm -hmm. Some people say you need to be very clear on what you want. So, for example... I want a job at a podcasting company and it needs to be this, this, and this. Whilst others, I believe, and especially for love, you don't know what the person's going to look like, mm. but you know what you're going to feel. And so when you're in that state again of feeling that love, you become a magnet for people to want to love you because you feel love for yourself. Mm. You know, so it's all. It all works really nicely like that. But a, that is a good point that you bring up. Mm.
0: Yeah. And you have to do the work. I think that's the most you important thing. You to do, do the you work. can't put on there, I want a job that's, you know, maybe executive level and and you're starting out as the coordinator. Yes. Because mm. there's, there's if you look at how long that takes, for some people, yes, they might have, you know, they like expedite up the ladder really quickly if they're working in kind of a corporate hierarchical structure. Yes. But for others, for most people, the average time to get from, that job to executive level is 15 years. So it's like making sure you have, how do you bring that realisticness in there?
2: Yes. Well, it's the fact is the first step is not, I want a job, but I'm not going to apply for anything. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, and also it's like, like Laura, like you were saying with this work, which is so important. Okay. I, I really want to get a job in finance, but I have no skills in that. Okay. So what do I need to do to mm. get the skills in that? Yeah. I need to go and study a course. And then I go and study a course. You need to actually put the action in. And then once you do that, the doors start opening. They won't open till you put the action in. Mm.
1: Oh, no, totally. But I loved the way that you connected money to a why like freedom, right? Because... That's another thing. If that's really why you want it, it's not just about the job that you get that gives you enough money because a lot of jobs that pay you a lot of money also mean they take up a lot of time. Yes. And Mm -hmm. you actually lose a lot of freedoms and flexibility that someone on a lower pay packet might have. So I think that's a really important point when it comes to if money is your goal is really understanding what it is about the idea of having
2: more money that is important to you. Because if it is freedom, it might not always actually help. Yes. And I think what is also a good thing in the process of manifestation that some people might find very useful, and this is in my course, where you can write down exactly Mm. what your goals are, but the feeling that you want to feel when you get it. And you might see, okay, I thought I wanted this, but actually, yes, the money isn't going to buy me the freedom that I truly desire. So how do I get that in another way? And you work out exactly what you want Because yeah, a lot of the time we think the end goal is a certain thing, but then when we get there, we realize it wasn't. So to try and be as descriptive as you can when you're working out what you want to manifest in your life will help guide you in the right direction.
0: And how important is gratitude? Because I think some people, when you go through something extremely traumatic, it is very hard to choose happiness and it's not always a choice. But I think in a lot of times, for example, if you're, you know, in traffic or something goes wrong in your morning, you do have a choice in that instance, depending on how traumatic the incident is. If it's a small thing or something Mm. that you just get really frustrated, with someone that cut you off or whatever. In that moment, you do have a choice whether you're going to let that ruin your entire day or you're going to move on from the moment and then enjoy your day, right? Yes. So what about happiness in terms of manifestation?
2: I think that's incredibly important. And It is that whole idea of showing up as being that person that you want the world to Mm. see in a positive light. And of course, like you mentioned, there are things that go on in everyone. No one is immune to darkness in their Mm. life. We all are. We're all going to lose people in our life Mm. eventually. There are things that happen, right? And that's part of life. You know, the Buddha said there is suffering. Mm -hmm. Uh, Life is suffering, but it's the way that we handle it to be able to, you know, move on to the next thing. And I think having happiness and kindness and compassion is such a beautiful way to show up in the world. And like I said, you know, even saying to yourself every morning, I will judge nothing that occurs today. And that can be quite hard But because we don't realise even how much that we're doing we walk around, mm. kind of just looking at people mm-hmm. and making these mental notes. But having that intention in the morning of mm. kindness or having that intention in the morning of compassion and no judgment. And starting your day like that is such a beautiful way to move through the world. And again, putting the science in it, the more that we start doing things that are good, and we're rewiring our brain to be kind, and it is such a big, like it's hard, mm. because there are things that pull us back. Mm. But the more we go back to that happy new thought, the more the brain's neurons will fire and wire that way, rather than the other way. And there. There was something that I got taught many years ago that I found very effective is that whenever my overthinking mind would think really negatively about situations, this was when I did the negative manifestation, you know, in your mind, you might be driving to work and you don't even realise that you've been thinking about a whole scenario that has not occurred yet <laughs> and how bad it's going to be and mm. you've played it all out in your head. But it has not happened. Yeah. That's almost mental rehearsal for the negative for the way, right? Same, yeah when I became quite consciously aware of these things, I started catching myself doing them. (laughs) So I started thinking of what is one thing that I can think about in my life that brings me such joy and happiness? And I would think of my children because Mm. they do. So every time I caught myself thinking negatively, I would bang, go on to thinking about my kids again. I'd have to do that. And I'm not joking, maybe sometimes 80 times a day. Mm. But the more you start doing it, the more the brain becomes rewired Mm. to start thinking of the positives and not the negatives. And that can bring that happiness and joy into your life. And one thing I do know, as you guys would, is that this is something you need to do forever. You know, if you don't watch yourself doing these actions or having these beliefs, if you're not conscious about it, your mind will start going back to the default, which is always the negative, which we do to... For survival and yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, I think that whole idea of, yes, I want to be happy and attract good things into our life. If you start your day with that, then you're going to then go on that path. But mm-hmm. you just need to be conscious about it. And if we're sitting in a car and we're conscious that we start getting feeling agitated because we're in traffic, well, what can we, what is something we can move to and shift to in our mind that will make us happy?
0: I think that's such good advice, especially around overthinking negative situations. You can see it too, even when people like show up at work, Mm. you you can just tell by the energy people bring, it might be into a one-on-one meeting or a group meeting that they've made up their mind about something that hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the the negative energy that they fixated on something. And then because we can, I think what's so important to acknowledge, and this is something that I do, like I have to catch myself because I do this sometimes. We are so good at making up stories or things out of one, but we create the narrative. And sometimes if we get very good at it in a very bad way, we can take tiny things and create an entire narrative (laughs) that does not exist. And then we show up in our lives, at work, in our relationships, platonic and also like our romantic relationships with that mm. narrative. And this person is, that hasn't even happened. Yeah. And it is, it's one of those things that you have to take control of it. You yes. can't, you need to take responsibility for it. And what you just said, then change yeah. that thinking process because otherwise you live a life in this negative headspace yes. all the so time. Yes, so true.
1: It's so true. And it's funny because this is going to sound so woo-woo because I'm just so not woo-woo, but something that I always catch myself saying now to try and reframe it is let's not put that into the universe. Yeah. Like, let's not. If we're if I'm in a discussion and with you. And you say that with me too. I say with you all that. the time. Anytime <laughs> that we're talking about something, maybe it's to do with work or business and we're and we might go down this tangent of like what's gonna happen or this might happen. I'm like, let's not put it into it. I feel so woo-woo saying it, but when we when I say it, it's like
2: Okay, reset. But that's Let's think of what <laughs> That's because you just, because when you're talking about the negative scenarios, it's negatively manifesting, yeah. mentally rehearsing the yeah. worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah. And then next minute it happens and you're like, well, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If that makes you feel better, great. I created the negative scenario in my mind and yeah. it happened. Mm, yeah. Oh, I manifested negatively. That's yeah. not going to so, make you feel good ever, it's right? It's never yeah. going to yeah. make you feel good. And it good. also
0: sabotages your relationships because I think it comes back to what you said about I'm going to go into today without judgment. Yeah. Mm. And I think if we went into our relationships yeah. not assuming the worst of people and giving them the benefit of the doubt, yes. which we very rarely do and it's very hard to do, but we need practice. Like, it's something that we have to practice. We would have so much better, meaningful connection with people. I agree.
2: Well, you know the, the thing is as well, if you have judgment of someone, you don't even realise that you're talking to them in a certain way, mm. you're looking at them in a certain mm. way. You go into that scenario and you think, I'm not going to judge them and I know that I believe they are a good person. Mm. They may have done things to annoy me, but, you know, we're all good people and you can even imagine what they might be when they were young. I uh, I learned that, great you know, especially here. with parents, if we've had parents that have brought us up maybe in a way that we didn't like things that they've done and we hold a lot of anger towards them. Imagine them when they were young because we're so innocent when we're young Mm -hmm. and we're all doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we had at the time. So if you're in that scenario with that person that's agitated you or whatever, go in with no judgment and you'll see how they react so well to you because of the way that your body changes, your body language towards them, the words, the way that you're speaking and you'll see, oh my God, they are a good person. Mm. And it's just the way that you show up to them is the way they, re- they reflect to you.
0: Mm. Mm. There's mm. good in, well, not everyone, but none yeah. <laughs> <is> <laughs> there, exactly. is, there, there is are good in. outcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. That was just, I, I feel like I have learned so much through all this information, but we have to, I, there was one question I was like, we have to ask before we finish. Mm. Maybe you will talk to manifestation here, but on your podcast, you have had some serious. incre- some seriously <laughs> yeah. incredible, high profile, experienced leaders, people. And we wanted to know, is there one lesson that has stuck with
2: you forever that you just thought, yes. I just want everyone to know this? That's a great question. At the end of my podcast, every episode I end with, what is a life of greatness to mm. you? And, you know, after four years, the same kind of answer kept coming up, but also in the context of d- different discussions. Yeah. And as you guys, I'm sure do, sometimes you, you know, you get off an episode and you really think about what the person said and you think, how might I use this in my everyday life? So I love the idea that podcasts as hosts, we're also learning so much. That's what we love about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like and everyone just is like the audience gets to listen to your like conversations yeah. and learn with you. And there was one thing that a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of palliative care workers, and then I had a recent I've interviewed him a couple of times, Garbor Mate, who's uh, very big when it comes to child trauma, mm. um, and also a man called Jeffrey Rediger, who talks about spontaneous remissions and how these people who have these terminal illnesses, suddenly they call them miracles, go from having brain cancer and pancreatic cancer and are healed. And also with these palliative care workers, they're sitting with the dying, and the biggest regret was I was not my authentic self. Mm. And what Garbo and Jeffrey also talked about was when they studied trauma and when they saw that people were dying, they realized that most of the time these people had not lived the life that they wanted to live. Mm. They lived the life that maybe their husband wanted them mm. to live or that their parents wanted them to live. And they had not been their authentic self. And when people were healing of these diseases, a lot of the time, Jeffrey, who's this doctor and journalist, realised that they had changed the way that they were. Mm. They started, they had to do heavy work. This wasn't like one day they just thought about it and they would change. This was like scars that Mm. they got a lot of, you know, they were going to psychiatrists, psychologists. And really, you know, a lot of people on their deathbed were saying that basically they really, you know, wanted to be a nurse, but their husband had money and said, no, it's, you know, I want you to stay at home and raise the kids, and they got to the end of their life, and they're like, I did not live the life that I mm-hmm. wanted to live. I always wanted to be a nurse, and I never got to be a nurse. And so I think authenticity and showing up in the world how you want to show up and being the best version of yourself that you can be, and that again kind of ties into this whole manifestation thing, I think that's the best bit mm. of advice. And really, it's, it's your life and not to be you know, people that might be listening who have parents that might really want them to do law, but all they've ever wanted to do is acting. Mm. Like, have a think about it. Mm. Is there a way that you can do what you want to do? I think that, for me, has definitely been the best advice that I've heard and the takeout from the different guests.
0: Oh, I love that. that is such good advice. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. It's been such a joy to, to have you in the studio.
2: It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kick Pod. If you'd like to get involved, you can email us a voice memo or your stories or DNM to podcast at keepitcleaner.com.au. And you can find us on social
0: media on Instagram at Steph Claire and at Laura.henshaw. We also attempt TikTok too. We're on TikTok at KIC. You can also download the Kick app. You can find us at keepitcleaner.com. We have got a seven day free trial and on the Apple Store. And on the Google Play Store. And we will be back on Monday with another kick episode. So we will chat to you then. Bye.